0: With Halloween fast approaching, you might find yourself spending more time watching scary movies, telling scary stories, or even experiencing scary things happening in your own life. In fact, if you're like most people, this is the time of year where you start to pay more attention to the supernatural side of life. But how much stock can we put into things that we can't actually see? And how much of the supernatural is actually just the result of our own need to make meaning out of the meaningless? It's time to get educated. Welcome, everyone, to Educated, your favorite podcast with easy-to-follow academic discussion in psychology and other special topics. My name is Mario Riquetta and I'm excited to kick off the Halloween season with a special two-part edition of Educated, and we're calling it Shocktober. What good is the month of October if we don't talk about shocking or, at the very least, spooky things? In this episode, we're going to take a look at the concept of supernatural curses. The idea that different places, things, or even people can be cursed, this isn't something new. In fact, supernatural curses have dominated a great deal of pop culture, and many of us can probably name at least one or two cursed things that we've heard about. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking about James Dean, who was killed when the silver Porsche 550 Spider, he called Little Bastard, it was struck by an oncoming vehicle. And now the parts of his Porsche were apparently then sold off to other people. And whenever these people would install the parts in their own vehicles, it was with disastrous results, ranging from these individuals getting injured to being killed. And so this legend became born of the little bastard curse. Take it for what you will. How about we maybe look at something else that has a little more proof behind it. We'll call it the Gillette curse. And yes, I'm talking about the shaving company. If you look back at some of Gillette's celebrity ambassadors over the years, you might see how each of their careers was negatively impacted by Gillette. Tiger Woods, for example, lost some serious momentum as one of the world's top golfers. He injured his knee, got bad press for losing his temper at a tournament, and this was all before his messy public divorce and that whole Tigergate scandal. Or we can look to Roger Federer, who was undefeated but then knocked from the top spot in the Tennis World Tour by an underdog. Or how about celebrity soccer star David Beckham, who lost momentum as a fan favorite and even started getting booed at home games. What do these three men have in common? All their misfortune started after they began working with Gillette as an ambassador to their brand. Now, whether it's these curses or any other type of supernatural curse that you're thinking about, we have to break it down from a scientific lens. And the reality is, we know some really cool things about the human mind, real cool things about the human condition. And one of these things is the way in which we are constantly on the lookout for causal connections. Now, a lot of this work comes from the research of Daniel Kahneman, who, along with others, has found that as human beings, we like to convince ourselves that one thing in our lives is being caused by another. On top of this, when we're faced with uncertainty, we tend to make decisions a certain way. For many of us, we don't make decisions based on statistics or probability at all. Instead, a lot of us go with rule of thumb, or maybe you want to call it gut instinct. Either way, we've learned through science that we tend to overestimate the likelihood of things with low probability such as getting in a plane crash, and underestimate those with a higher probability, such as crashing while driving drunk. So from a scientific perspective, curses have a rational explanation and may very well stem from this desire for us to make sense of our world. To put it another way, we feel like we need to give meaning to chaos. How else do you explain why people sometimes see faces in clouds or even Jesus in their toast? We as human beings have this tendency to find meaningful patterns in meaningless noise. This is something called apophenia, and it's a tendency to perceive a meaningful connection between things that just are totally unrelated. In the case of curses, This can cause people to see links between random events and wrongly attribute misfortune and bad luck to perhaps a magical hex rather than factors such as chance and human error. I think about the idea that different Hollywood films were cursed. Big blockbuster horror movies like The Exorcist, for example. A fire burned down the majority of the 1973 horror film set Straight to the ground, but somehow the bedroom of the possessed little girl, Reagan, stayed untouched. Or, how about in the film The Omen from 1976, which was plagued by a lot of terrible incidents? We have things like the lead actor and the writer of the film who were on two separate planes that both got struck by lightning, and how people involved with this film in different capacities were killed in various ways after completing their work one of the deaths even mimicked a famous death scene straight from the movie and these aren't the only two examples we've got rosemary's baby the twilight zone the crow so many others and over the years people start saying well you know you can't make horror films because they're cursed people are going to end up dying in real life look what happened on this movie look what happened on that movie But the reality is, if we look at the whole story, at the big picture in the history of cinema and filmmaking, there's many different types of films that could be made. Yeah, we've got horror movies which happen to end in disaster, but there's many more horror movies which didn't experience any type of disasters outside of filming. Just like there's non-horror movies which have ended in unfortunate real-life disaster, And there's many, many more non-horror movies that have not ended in any type of real-world chaos. Again, courtesy of Apophenia, we've got this tendency to wrongfully explain misfortune as if it's the result of some type of magical hex or curse. Aside from these explanations and examples... We can also look to how social factors play a significant role in maintaining our belief in curses. The notion of a curse seems to get stronger over time the more that it's told, the more that it's shared. And consequently, a curse can become culturally acceptable, maybe even plausible. I think about my own Italian roots and the idea of the malocchio, in other words, the evil eye. There's this long-standing tradition in many places of the world actually that stems from the belief that anyone who achieves great success also attracts the envy, the jealousy of those around them. And this manifests itself as a curse that will eventually undo the person's good fortune. So if you talk to someone like my mom, she'll tell you that you definitely have to be careful if you're experiencing too much success or even if you're looking too handsome or beautiful one particular day because someone might be giving you the malocchio, and you're in for a bad turn of events. Either way, we absolutely know that scientific explanations exist behind curses, why they stay alive. But even with this knowledge, supernatural curses still tend to permeate through our existence, and they remain a key part of our culture. If not for anything else, they serve as good storytelling fodder around a campfire or by lantern, especially during this time of year. So until next time, for part two of Shocktober, feel free to ease up on some of your fears, and rest assured that any of the spooky stuff you've heard about your whole life It's probably nowhere near rooted any type of truth. There's no such thing as a curse, but I'm going to knock on wood just in case.